thank L. Ron Hubbard that Fishby is a podcast bass player and wasn't eligible to become the next king of England because you can't play the bass like that with sausage fingers. What up, Fishby? And bonjour, amigos. Welcome back. Glad you're here. I'm only Bob, 15 minutes or less, Monday through Thursday. You might hate the Nantucket plane rides organized by Captain Ron, as I like to call him, the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. You might hate him. You might find him deplorable, Hillary Clinton. But for the sake of this conversation, let's just remember that the base of the Republican Party adores this shit. Like, they are blowing Captain Ron so hard on GOP TV. I've never seen anything like it since Donald Trump came down the golden escalator. I mean, they are very, very excited. Sean Hannity called it the greatest piece of political jujitsu that he's ever seen. And, of course, political jujitsu. I'm not sure exactly what that means, but... Uh, if Hannity said it, it must be legit because, you know, every word from his mouth is sincere and on the point. That dude never misses anything. The political acumen of Sean Hannity is indisputable. And when he says political jujitsu, we all just better let that wash over us like a warm Gulf Coast ocean 90 degree Florida ship. But is Captain Ron, Governor DeSantis, Captain Ron, is he the Trump slayer? I think I see how, like, the way this thing is going to play out. And even though you might hate the Nantucket plane rides and using immigrants as punts, I mean, they fucking walked here from Venezuela. They fucking walked here. And uh, now we're just going to, you know, everywhere they go, they're like surrounded by more cameras than the Kardashians. Welcome to America. But the base loves the Nantucket plane rides. And if we really want to keep Trump out of the White House in 2024, which is a million years away in political light years, But does it get back to the old adage that the enemy of the enemy is my friend? In a strange kind of independent that's of the opinion, really, as I was going into 2020 or whenever the fuck the last election was. When was that last election? Um, I was in the anyone but Trump camp. Uh, Middle of the road Democrat. Uh, But really, when it came down to it, I was in the anyone but Trump camp. And is Ron the dude that unseats Trump from the Republican throne? Because if we can imagine a year and a half down the road when primaries for the presidents begin, what happens to Trump? when he starts losing primaries to Ron DeSantis. Like, even though the Nantucket playwright suck, like, should we be rooting for Ron? What really happens? Like, like, let's play this mind game. Like, what happens to Trump, like, when he starts losing primaries? Because last time when he lost Iowa to Ted Cruz, you'll never guess what he claimed. You'll never... 
instantly. Fraud, bogus, bullshit, there's no way. He cannot accept any election laws. We've learned that by now. And until I watched a recent Frontline on PBS, which is the best documentary series on TV, they're like in season 45 or 46, but it's, 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 just, it's just terrific. But I had forgotten in the Republican primaries last time around when Trump was uh, not yet president, uh, when he lost that first one to Ted Cruz, that, that he completely uh, uh, just dismantled the uh, authenticity of the election. Couldn't be true. Totally rigged. But if he starts to lose primaries, I mean, saying fraud and rigged and every other stupid term he's going to use is going to sound real fucking lame, like real fucking quick, like, like, isn't it? I don't, I I know GOP is, GOP TV, excuse me, has somewhat painted themselves into a corner in, in terms of their Trump coverage, but even... Hannity last night, you know, master, a a political tactician, never gets anything wrong. Uh, Like he opened with like DeSantis, like on his show last night, which which is driving Trump crazy. Apparently Trump thought the flying migrants to Nantucket, that was supposed to be his idea. That was his thing. Trump is fuming. He's going to try to take out DeSantis. And with that in mind, Hannity still went with uh, Captain Ron in his... uh, in his A block. So if Trump starts losing primaries, fraud starts ta- starts sounding real lame. I mean, at some point it has to, right? And then Fox News, like, like they have to turn, like the primetime lineup. I still think as, as soon as Tucker turns, like Trump is over, I think that's how much power and sway like Tucker has. It's weird, but... I think that's the reality on the ground right now. I mean, did you hear about the recent rally Trump had on Saturday in Ohio, supposedly for senatorial candidate and author of Hillbilly Elegy, J.D. Vance? Like, before that on Truth Social, like, Trump is gone, like, he's really leaning in, like, like he's full QAnon. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, he posted a picture of himself, like, with a Q-pin looking all regal, uh, like, on his website. Like, he truthed it. And, and, and then he truthed, like, like the storm is coming, which, which apparently, as opposed to, to winter is coming, like, that's the, that's the thing for QAnon. And when the storm comes, a lot of people are going to die, and I'm probably going to end up on the wrong side of that. But whatever. We all, we, we all die at some point. But even Fox News, I mean, when Trump is openly turning to QAnon, I mean, when this is happening, I mean, is it fair to say he's jumped the killer whale that ate the shark's liver for family dinner? Like, he's jumped the killer whale, right? So when will someone at Fox News flip? I suppose, since they're just, like, in the mug-selling business, whenever it's you know, financially right for them to do so, maybe. Like, when is Tucker going to do that? And the thing that kills me, you may disagree with them politically, like over at Fox News, but 
with the exception of Hannity. Like, it, it's not a moron convention. Like, 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 they're not political novices. Like, they understand politics, and they understand people. They all know who Trump is. His nationwide approval rating is at 34%. That's fucking terrible. 34%? According to the latest NBC poll numbers, they know who Trump is. They know he's a career tax cheat, a career deadbeat. He's the world's biggest fucking narcissist who doesn't give a fuck about anything but himself. He may have won the electoral college once. He's real great at owning the libs, whatever. But he lost the popular vote twice. Well, he was president. He lost the House, the Senate, and then couldn't get reelected. He lost the presidency. And then his response was to fucking like misinform, wreak havoc, and oh, by the way, cheat. Like everyone at Fox News knows this. They know this. They know he's delusional. They know he's a serial liar. He thinks the only problem with January 6th is, 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 is the riot didn't go far enough and it didn't get the job done. It's the only problem with it. And now the classified docs at Mar-a-Lago? And now QAnon? What the fuck? They all know it! As soon as it becomes financially viable for them to sell more mugs, because they're, now they have like Tucker Carlson and Captain Ron mugs like on some boat, those will be hot sellers. 49 days until the midterms. If Sean Hannity didn't get so fucking involved in the Pennsylvania primary behind Trump's candidate, Dr. Oz, like a middle of the road Republican, like would have run won that race. Like it was super, super close to the Republican primary. And if Hannity didn't get involved and basically be Dr. Oz's campaign manager, the other dude would have won, and, and Pennsylvania would have been an easy win for the Republicans. Now Dr. Oz is behind in the polls to John fucking Fetterman. Great work, Sean Hannity. Again, that's a guy with his finger on the pulse. Yeah, dude, he's on it. He's on it. That dude is rock solid in terms of his logic every day of the week. Never need to doubt him ever. I wonder if he... I wonder if his cats like him. Does he have cats? Do you think? I'm sure he has dogs. I'm sure he has a bunch of like mean dogs. But like, like, does he have like? Do you think he also has cats? Do you think his cats like him? My cat likes me. Super Gladys Wonder Kitty over there, looking at me like I'm a really good podcaster. Oh, is she confused? Super Gladys Wonder Kitty. She, uh, you know, what she likes to do. She likes to hang out and watch sports. Sometimes she sits on my lap, sometimes she doesn't, but oftentimes I'll just look around like, oh, what's Gladys doing? Oh, she's, she's doing what I'm doing. She's watching sports. I think she just uh, likes the ball. She really likes football. She really thinks that's, a, that's fun. So I ordered a new book for my birthday be, for, from, from Amazon or whatever online because, because every book in my, uh, in my apartment I've... Uh, I've read. I, I recently finished uh, 
Russell Brand's memoir, which had, uh, and he's written multiple memoirs. And this thing was already way too long as it is. I like, I don't need four chapters on Russell Brand's elementary school love of gerbils and shit, but it was, it was there. It was like 370 pages or something, but I finally finished that. So it's kind of in between books. And the best lesson I learned in, in Russell Brand's uh, a book, and there were, a whole, there were a whole bunch of takeaways, and he was kind of talking about one of all these different factors that led him to be successful. And one of them is when, when he was young, not playing with gerbils, he was uh, uh, driving around with his dad who was, who was constantly struggling and constantly listening to like, like motivation tapes, like in the car and shit and like self-help books and that self-help books and that kind of thing. And... Russell said that uh, he thinks his dad thought that, that life was some kind of malevolent evil force that, that was constantly coming at you, that, that was constantly just hitting you over the head with baseball bats and shit. And, but, but eventually, eventually, if you, if you never quit, if, if, if you never give in, eventually life will go, ah, oh, fuck it. Like, this one's too tough. We're not going to break them. Like, go ahead and, and let them through. And whether that's true or not, like, yeah, sometimes things can be, sometimes things can be a real shitstorm. So here I am, like, like in between books, nothing to read. My Norm MacDonald book that I ordered based on a true story, not a memoir. It doesn't get here till the day after tomorrow. So the only book I hadn't read is a book I found, like, like in my building. So I just grabbed it. It's uh, from 1992. Kathy Lee Gifford. I can't believe I said that. Uh, the forward by the late great Reed was hilarious, but then I started reading like the first chapter. And she's just talking about like like how her parents met and how she was conceived, like in a barn in France, and a whole bunch of other shit I don't care about. So I just started kind of like flipping through the pages at the beginning till I got to something more interesting about her career, and I stumbled on on page twenty three in the paperback and. Uh, this was something that, uh, that her mom told her when she was a kid. This is a quote from her mom. Her mom said, uh, after going through some tough times, I was very unhappy, but I was feisty. I knew I was going to survive, and I had a sense of dignity. I held my head up high. I was going to win this battle. I don't know how, but I was. Fishby feels similarly. I was going to give a great tease for Manana, but we're out of time. Sadios, Fishby!